Hey guys, what a beautiful Wednesday. This episode of Red Hawk Recap, episode 38, is sponsored by Cushy, K-U-S-H-Y. Stress, anxiety, sleeping problems, trouble quieting your mind. These are common problems, but they don't have to be so bad thanks to Cushy Dreams. Cushy Dreams specializes in high-quality, legal cannabis that's smokable CBD and smokable Delta-8 THC. CBD has shown to help with anxiety, depression, inflammation, and pain relief without the high. And Delta-8 is similar, but with some added euphoria. I mean, they just sent me these joints, and I've been puffing these joints, and they don't fucking blast you off to where you can't even think and talk. But they do. I mean, they have, like, create ones. They have hustle ones. They um, they have a bunch of different kinds. Quality fucking flavor. Um, whether you want to smoke beautiful bud or pre-rolls, Cushy Dreams has you covered. Their popular pre-roll joints are rolled in organic hemp paper and feature an even low, an even low slow burn. Flour is available in 8th ounce nitrogen sealed cans and now humidity controlled half ounce and full ounce Mylar bags. They offer indica and sativa strains. And you get to pick the mood you want to experience. Relax, create, hustle, peace, energy, or dream. The flower looks, smells, tastes like high-quality marijuana. Always organic, which is nice. And the organic papers, which is nice, too. doesn't fuck your lungs up. Has low THC, under 0.3%. Like I said, so you can function normal. It gives you a nice little buzz. gives you a nice little thing to, to puff on. It is top-shelf cannabis that ships discreetly to you and directly to all 50 states. Uh, yeah, which is sweet. So you fucking go on there discreet package you're trying to hide it you want to smoke a little smoke order that shit up they'll deliver it go to cushydreams.com cushy k-u-s-h-y dreams.com at checkout use promo code all caps red hawk all caps red hawk and you get 25 percent off your next order fucking 25 percent off baby let's go first second and third order Smoke your CBD and Delta 8 with promo code REDHAWK and get 25% off. Try these CBD joints out, especially if you're dealing with shit. You want to fucking just chill out a little bit. You want to recover. A lot of people use CBD. Good stuff. Cushy Dreams. CushyDreams.com. REDHAWK, 25% off. Okay, sweet. We're here with uh, my buddy, my friend for probably, I don't know, how, how long we know each other? Eight years eight now? Years. Fucking eight years. Uh, Mario Bautisto. Bart Bautista. Bautista, Mario Bautista, 135er in the UFC. Um, I mean, dude, probably one of Sean and I's favorite teammates, you know. One of the best training partners, one of the best just partners to have, will always take care of you. And it's just nice knowing that we have your level of sparring when we need it. Yeah. Solid top to bottom, like strong wrestler, super fucking durable, uh, good athlete. And you work harder, just as hard as anyone I know. So, uh, you've been training at the lab for now, what, eight years? Eight years now, yeah. Eight years, dude. Um, when you first moved out here, what was your record, and when did you decide, like, okay, 
fuck it, I'm going to try to fight for real. My amateur record was like, I think I had like nine, I was nine and one. And a few of those are like on the reservation, so they didn't count. Yeah. And then once I got here, I, I think I did one more amateur, and then I think that's when I decided mm -hmm. to go pro. And I remember for the longest time, you and your wife have been together for a long time, and you guys moved out here, and you were working how many hours a week? 40-hour weeks, like full-time, waking up 8, getting off at, I think it was like 5. So for two years there, I was working full-time, so I wasn't making it to the team practice. I was yep. just going to jiu-jitsu, and then maybe like on a Saturday, I would go to sparring. Yep. So it was like that for two years. And then, dude, two years. I mean, two years. People complain about I. How am I supposed to work? How am I supposed to make money and train? I'm like, dude, you're like the perfect fucking example. Two years, you worked forty hours a week, got in classes where you could, and then after the two years, what happened? Well, I talked them into getting me a, a part time job, and then Benson actually sponsored me, so he was helping me out with my bills, mm -hmm. so I could do part time. Mm -hmm. And luckily, those managers like they're pretty cool. They're fans of MMA, mm -hmm. and so. uh they were down with it, so they let me do it. And then as soon as I got part-time, that's when I went pro and took my first pro fight. Boom. So you went pro, <clears> but, but still part-time, you're working 20, 30 hours a week? Yeah. So getting up 8, getting off like at 2, going straight to practice. Yep. And during the summer, dude, like being out there, changing windshields. And grinding, yeah. Yeah, dude. And then going to practice after that, it's, it's pretty tough. So. And you made your UFC debut, what year was that? I want to say it was like 2019 yeah the beginning yeah. so 2019 that what's that almost three years ago and i remember even that time you got that short notice fight we went out to I mean you went out to new york on seven days notice yeah to fight sandhagen that was actually i was thinking back that was a fun week wasn't it yeah that was a fun week your weight wasn't too bad we got to kind of uh explore around new york and stuff but even after that fight it's not like oh i got in the ufc i'm not i'm um, done working you're still working how long did you keep your part-time job for Oh, no, I quit right after. I came back. You quit right after that one? Quit. I came back, talked to them, said, hey, like, I got to train full-time if I, if I want to win fights, especially in the UFC. Yeah. And so uh, they were cool with it. They said, you know, if you have to come back, that's fine, mm -hmm. but we hope we don't see you again. You know, chase your dreams. That's sweet that they uh, – and what, what what was the auto glass? Uh, safe light auto glass. Safe light auto glass. Yeah. Um, and then how old were you – I mean – when you got uh, your wife pregnant, that was before UFC, right? Yeah, that was like, because Addie was born like two, three months before my debut. So did that, was that kind of, we're like, oh, fuck, now I got to make this fighting. Dude, yeah, to be honest, like, once she was born and I seen like how hard it was going to be, I was going to give myself until summertime for contenders. Like, I'm going to get on the contender series. Mm -hmm. I got to win. If I, if that doesn't pan out, mm -hmm. like, I have to probably go back to my full-time job and mm -hmm. figure some something out and so. just support the family exactly but it's sweet too you had benson kind of benson saw something in you and i mean you're probably the most consistent person i mean out, out of the lab i feel like just yeah. staying there doing the program sticking with it it's pretty fucking awesome to see you see you doing so good dude yeah man Appreciate um it. and you uh you fucking whoop that jin soon son and then you TKO'd and flying uh, need Miles Johns. Yeah. That, I bet that one felt good. Yeah. That was you, like, and you got 50 stacks for that too, right? Yeah. That was oh. like a dream. Like to get a finish in the UFC, that's a, something I've always wanted. And like I never pictured it like 
a flying knee. Like I just wanted to finish, yeah. but to get a flying knee, I was like, damn. Oh, against Miles Johns too. Yeah, Ten and zero. Yeah, <laughs> and you were working that lead flying knee with Rob quite a bit. Yeah, he's the one that showed it to me, mm-hmm. and then we worked on that. He has like, he's like Muay Thai based, you know. So flying yeah. knees, knees, and just his little different ideas. So, but that's the one that you know you just pick up on something, and the skip knee was just like something I yeah. It felt good to me. So. Yeah, it felt good. That was fucking sweet. And then Trevin Jones. Trevin Jones, what did he hit you with? Right uppercut. Lead. Okay, that's right. A lead right uppercut. It was a really sneaky fucking punch, I thought. I, I Now that I remember it, wasn't it? Yeah, we were watching the video. He never really threw that. It was always like his check right hook. Boink. That was pretty powerful. I guess he's, uh, he's right-handed too. Right-handed southpaw. Mm-hmm. Just fucking came in. There's a lot of those right-handed southpaws out there, and people like don't understand why. But I mean, a lot of people wrestle their whole life with their right leg in front, and they feel good with their setups. They feel their takedowns are good there, so they they fight southpaw. Which some people develop a really nice fucking left hand. People like Joe Riggs. I even think Benson. I think Benson's right-handed. I think so. I think. Um, I know a bunch of guys at Team Quest. Yushin Okami, uh, Chael Sonnen was right-handed. And they fought in that that stance. Um, Hammy Hammy was doing it for a while, but now he kind of switched back to orthodox, which I think is a little better for Hammy. Yeah, keeps his balance a little better. But um, so you mess with marijuana much, or or caffeine, or what do you do? What kind of drugs? Yeah, well, I smoke usually just when I get back home. I'll smoke, or like lately I've been going to practice like on edibles. Mm-hmm. And that's just been, it feels like it's been helping me out a lot, but, um, like a five milligram or a 10 or I've been upping it to 10. I think I've been taking a little bit more. So the five just, it doesn't really. And has it been helping you focus or what does it help with for you? Especially for jujitsu. Like it'll help me focus like, and just be more creative, I guess. Mm -hmm. And just work on, like, I'll work on the same things I already know. And then I'll be able to like add to it or like perfect it even more. Just see things and just kind of zone out and just focus on what i'm doing because mm-hmm. before i would get distracted like people walking in or people just talking because i don't really like to talk when i'm when i'm high yeah i just like to just chill mm-hmm. so it definitely helps me out like that so. yeah for sure so how's your diet you keep your diet pretty clean out of fight camp or you try to i try to the only thing i try to stay away from is just eating out that's the do you ever go how many times a week do you go out to uh, fast food maybe like out of camp like probably every weekend what, sure. what do you like to hit we like to go uh have you been to the yard house mm-hmm. those are the places I like to go i really don't like to go to, like fast food i like N- to go to a restaurant eat something like i'll get their burger there here. ever in and out i'll hit up in and out every once in a while mm-hmm. i haven't gotten in and out in a long time it's not bad. It kind of, I mean, I had it last week. It, maybe I ate it too quick, but it kind of fucked my gut up. I don't know. But dude, every time you go there, you know what you're getting. Yeah. And it's usually pretty fucking good. Yeah. So you and your girl cook. I remember for the debut, you guys were just kind of starting to learn, starting to tighten up your diet because you've always walked around about 155, 156, 52-ish. Yeah. Well, back then, a little bit lighter, like around like one, 150. Oh, yeah. That's right. We barely had to cut. Yeah. So, yeah, I think uh, being with the UFC and seeing, like, their little diet plans that they give you for the week definitely, like, changes how we cooked and how we eat. So I kind of stick to something similar like mm-hmm. that. 
Which so. is nice now that the UFC is doing that, dude. I mean, they'll give you different diet plans. They have all the thorn supplements taken care of. Yeah. Sometimes they'll sponsor you with trifecta. Back in the I mean, not even back in the day, five years ago, they didn't have any of that. Yeah. You didn't know shit. People are just dieting based on whatever the fuck their gym teacher told them. Yeah. So it's it's freaking took a level up in that. that yeah, area. and then even head, heading up to the UFC, like no other promotion would do that. Yeah. Where you'd have to like talk to your teammates see what they think and some people have different ideas on what you should eat what you shouldn't so i don't know i just try to stick to the ufc one yeah so, that's pretty good yeah. and now you're walking around around what weight i wake up like at 55 56 that's not bad i think it's just from like the strength conditioning because i've been doing that for a couple years now mm -hmm. like seriously and so i think that's what's really really helped put on my, some size yeah get that man strength kind of have some goals with Jarrett, so he knows you want to put on some fucking put on a little bit of size so has he been have you been deadlifting and shit yeah well jared well al was i learned a lot from al mm -hmm. al really like pushed me pushed my limits like seeing what how heavy i could that de or deadlift squat anything so yeah he's been a nice help too yeah body um, mechanics yeah stuff like that so yeah. who's your favorite fighter to watch right now besides uh besides say any of our teammates Who do you get pumped? Dude, you know who I like watching? It's fucking Barbarina, dude. Oh, yeah. Every one of Brian Barbarina's <clears throat> fights are insane. <laughs> like, holy shit. I'm trying to think who else. Whose style do I really like? That Vicente, Vicente Luque guy. I like his style. Nice, uptight. Uh, who do you like? I like I like watching the guys in my division. I like Sanhagen. Mm -hmm. I like Peter. For Francis Ngannou. You know, like something... Well, just lately, a freak show. Lately, he's been wrestling, or his last fight he wrestled. So, but you know, like something could happen. Yeah, big knockout. Yeah. What do you What do you think of the 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 Peter and Aljo? Dude, I, I don't know what was going on with Peter. Dude, he was just like walking forward, and it, he's being aggressive, but like I think overly aggressive. Uh huh. You just, think, do you think he was almost maybe a little emotional, just trying to kill him? Either that or maybe he just didn't have his coaches there because he didn't have coaches, right? Yeah, that's what I heard. So, I don't know. It was a He looked a little different from his first fight. Mm -hmm. Or maybe Aljo really, you know, maybe his neck really was fucked up and Dude, felt I, better the second time. Around. I mean, I, f I believe that. And Aljo just looked so fucking ready to go. And the timing on his takedowns and then his back takes, it's like I feel like he just did a good job but dude also peter not having his coaches there to talk him through things um i hope they have a trilogy yeah i think they should or tj dillashaw against oh aljo what do you think of that one that would be good i think, I think i'd rather see peter though yeah me too so, i really don't like tj i know tj i mean i don't i mean yeah i don't know fucking drug head huh yeah and just He's just kind of a Dell. Kind of seems like it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Bisping versus Jake Paul. Who you got? I don't know, dude. Jake Paul's a young buck. I know. And he got. He does have power, so I don't know. I think maybe Bisping. Bisping, I think, would play it smart and not yeah. get too aggressive or emotional. So I don't know, but the dude only has one freaking eye, too. So. I know. And he's know. old. And he's old. And we expect the Bisping that was like the man back in the day. Exactly. But fuck. So do you, do you go... You sometimes for me, I I get sometimes I get burnt out in the gi, so I really focus on no gi. Sometimes I 
little get burnt out of nogi, so I really focus on my wrestling. Um, or I go back and forth between the martial arts and get really obsessed with one and watch lots of videos on one. Do you? Do you? Are you like that? Exactly like that. I think I did that a lot when I was like uh, looking for a fight or injured. I guess uh-huh. just waiting. Do a month of nogi, a month of striking, and then like a month of gi or whatever, and mm-hmm. just really focusing, like you said, and then watching videos. Mm-hmm. and just uh, trying to add a little bit more. So that's what I would do, like, Tuesdays and Thursday mornings. I either do striking or jujitsu or something. So mm-hmm. I would switch it up, like, month by month. How many uh, – I remember Chael Sonnen told me, he said, as, as long as you're getting nine or nine good practices a week, and I'm saying good practices, he's like, that's enough. Like, ten, okay, yeah. But you start adding too many, then they're all going to be kind of shitty. I mean, but then you – I just have say nine and then all those are focused good sessions how many sessions a week do you try to get or do you even keep track of that any more do you go on based on how you're feeling yeah more on how i'm feeling i think i do two a days except friday and saturday but even then like if i'm not feeling good i'll still go but i won't like maybe if i'm doing jujitsu i'll just uh drill and i won't yeah. roll at the end yeah so nice i kind of just either go hard or take it easy what's a what's a big lesson do you think uh you learn from going from amateurs to pros what's a big lesson that you need to learn being an amateur being an amateur yeah what's the lessons you need to learn before you go pro one is i think conditioning learning how to go five uh five minutes i think that's that was a big transition for me Oh fuck yeah! Because um, three minutes is right where you, right about where you start to get tired. Yeah. I think just taking that word professional and then adding it to your life and everything. So being professional, being on time, your diet, doing the workouts. Um, yeah, that, that's just be, being professional. Uh, yeah, I think so too. And just I think in the pro fights, just being able to be in that moment and not have like the crowd and other things affect your like your energy yeah i think that's where it's important and i had 10 amateur fights too you had 10 10 amateur fights i think it's important for people to get a good amount of amateur fights um unless you're like a a d1 athlete or something and you've been competing your whole life if i could go back i would do as many amateur fights as i could kickboxing matches jujitsu matches Mm -hmm. that's what i wish i would have done when i was an amateur it's a little bit it's a little bit different now but that's one thing i would I would advise like to amateurs do as much as you can before you go pro. Yeah. Cause there's some guys that you see now in the UFC, they got 22 and 0 amateur records. Like there's a 25 that just got in. I forget his name. A little Russian kid. Exactly. From like England. Mm-hmm. He had like 22 amateur fights. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what I would have done differently. Yeah. Okay. The pound for pound list. Number one is Kamaro Usman. Number two is Volkanovsky. Number three is Izzy. Number four is Francis. Number five is Charles. Number six is Max Holloway. And number seven is Dustin Poirier. He's above John Jones on the pound for pound list. Damn. It's kind of fucking crazy. John Jones needs to get back in there, dude. I don't know what, what he's doing or why he's wasting time. I wonder too, but I heard he's trying to get on the July 2nd card. Yeah. Which would be sweet. What are you, oh, against Stipe, huh? What are you trying to get, get going? During the summertime. July second would be sweet. Get on the same one as uh Shane. Oh, he's gonna be on. Oh, he's gonna be on that one. Yeah. Or he's trying to be. Yeah. 
Yeah, nothing signed yet, but that's the plan. Yeah, Jimmy right. Pimp. Right after my fight, I talked to to Jason about getting me on the on this Phoenix card, but I guess it was supposed to be in Brazil, so it has it was already filled up with Brazilian fighters, and they just moved it up here. That's why no one from Phoenix is on it. Ah, oh. so what? Uh, th- these are some questions for for Patreon. I mean, from Patreon, I'm gonna start doing that when I have guests. The Patreon's gonna find out before, and I'm gonna. Uh, let them ask questions and then I'll pick the good ones and stuff. This one, Connor Scott says best habits for longevity and preventing burnout. You ever get burnt out fight camps, dude, huh? Yeah. Towards the end there, you just, you just want to fight already. You just want to get it done. Um, just staying focused, I guess. Yeah. Preventing burnout. I feel like it, yeah, I feel like it's hard. But I remember this uh, Jim Abfrenmo. He wrote the Champion's Mind book. He's like, if you park a car in the garage running, it's gonna run out of gra- run out of gas. So you got to find something to just shut your mind completely off of what you're trying to do, or you're gonna get burnt out easy. Yeah. So for me, I like to play uh, some Call of Duty. Um, I mean, I have a handful of different shit I, I like to do. What kind of stuff do you like to do besides that doesn't involve fighting? Just hang out with your daughter. Yeah, well, during fight camp, to get my mind off of things, and you got to, like, some days, like, if it's a long camp, in the middle of camp, I will take, like, two days off, like, from whatever, yeah. like, wrestling or sparring, just to recharge. But, like, when I'm on my free time, just to get my mind off of things, I have a truck that I'm just rebuilding. What so kind? It's a square body, 1984 Silverado. Oh, sweet. So that's what I like to do during fight camp. When I'm out of camp, Fuck, it just sits there. Yeah. But when I'm in camp, I'll work on it just to get my mind off of things. So Hell yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um. Okay. Do you have uh, any morning or night routines from Danny Mosquito? <sighs> morning? You know what I've been doing in the morning? What? Um. There's a book. I think Aubrey Marcus. Um. Just waking up in the morning, going outside, drinking. I have like a liquid IV. Drink that outside, get some sunlight. And that's pretty much it. Like that's, And then come back inside, drink some coffee, and then by then I have to go. But mm-hmm. I like to try to do that before I do anything, especially during the summer or springtime. During the winter, it's just it's too dark outside. Yeah. So, have you been better about uh, you still at night? You still like to scroll right before you shut your eyes. Remember, you used to do that. Yeah, no, I still do that. No, 100%. <laughs> do you really? Yeah. Fuck, but, but it's th- hard not to sometimes, isn't it? But the thing is, like, I always end up falling asleep at like ten thirty. Like, I'll like do yeah, or I'll like wake up and like I have my phone in my hand. I'm like, oh shit, all right. <laughs> so it doesn't really keep me up too long. Yeah. It is a bad habit, dude. Fuck, I don't know. Dude, I know. It's hard to break. Well, it's either you're doing that or you're watching some show on TV, so I don't know if that's any better. Yeah. So, Well, usually I turn off the TV, but like, all right, I'm going to go to bed. But do I really go to bed? It's just, yeah. I'm sitting there on my phone. Just Is it mostly Twitter or Insta? No, dude. It's Facebook videos. Oh, really? Just like nonsense. Facebook videos are popping off. Is it? It's like reels, like TikTok? Reels, yeah. Or sometimes they'll be longer ones like i'll you can click on them it'll just be like a longer video of whatever it is uh-huh so and it's all like just bullshit. just funny shit yeah 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 
Yeah, morning routines, I pretty much have the same one too. I get up, get hydrated. I hang upside down with my red light. Try to go outside, just kind of, I try not to pick off my phone right away and just let that fill my fucking brain. Try to read for 10, 15, sometimes 20 minutes. Do a little 10 minute meditation. Uh, I enjoy making my coffee. I really enjoy making my AeroPress coffee. Sip it and then get going. Yeah. Gets me, keeps me charged up, keeps my brain. As soon as I wake up, Jay, when you wake up, do you start, you pull out your phone and just start scrolling, be honest? Sometimes I do, yeah. It's hard not to sometimes. Yeah. Especially when you just like look at it real quick, check the time. or Yeah. I, I have an alarm and then, you know, you see the group chat, so I'll just check it real quick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> see what kind of fucking drama we're going to do. Yeah. Okay, Jack Ellerstein says, when did you realize that you wanted to pursue fighting full-time and what adjustments did you have to make with work, school, moving, or other? Full-time. I think it's something I wanted to do like right after high school, but... I just didn't have like the gym or like a like a process. So I didn't know how the process would work, how to get to where I wanted to get. So there was no pros where you were from that were in a higher level promotion that you're like, okay, I kind of can follow his footsteps. Yeah, not super high. There was a pro and he's the one that ran our gym. He was a coach mm -hmm. and he had like a 500 record. He was like a 11 and 11 or mm -hmm. something like that. So that was like the, the best thing that we had there. And he was like... He would train us, and there was another guy that was pretty good with, that was training there. And then one time he just sat us down and straight up told us, like, hey, if you guys you want to make it to where you want to, the UFC, whatever, you guys are probably going to have to leave here and, and go somewhere and go. I mean, how cool is that of him to do that? Dude, it, like his coaching and some of his other things that he did, like I don't agree with. Uh-huh. But that was like, I was pretty happy he was honest with us about that and like didn't try to hold on to us. Yeah. And, I mean, I feel like that's when someone <clears throat> cares for you. They, yeah. they look at it like, okay, I could keep taking this kid's membership. I could keep training him. But no, let's do it. Let's figure out what's best for him. He saw you had potential, so he said move on to another gym. So what? What did? You, how did you go about finding another gym? Well, he told us that, and then I think maybe a couple months later, something happened with him and his wife. Like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. But he never came back to the gym. He left town and moved, like, in, in a day. Oh, and uh, he told the assistant, like, keep it open for, like, another month and then close it down. So at that point, we just, me and Ashley saved up some money. Like, two months later, we ended up moving down here to Phoenix because her dad lived down here. Oh, okay. So. So it helped out. Yeah. And she printed out some gyms for me. I went to the lab first. And then I didn't even go check out any other ones. Nice. Just fucking stayed there. Uh, James Galvin says, how do you deal with nerves on fight day? The nerves, the pressure, and everything. You just got to accept it. You know, what I do, like, it all, you'll be nervous or whatever. You'll have nerves. But what I try to focus on is, like, I know once I get, like, in the cage, like, you don't think about any of yeah. that. Like, it's all gone. So That's the thing, dude. People don't realize I've never competed the the pressure that it's before you get in the cage, like the walkout, the day of, it just seems like it's fucking eight years long. But then when you get to get in the cage, it's like, oh, this is what I do every day. Exactly. So I do every fucking day against people that are probably better than this kid. Yeah. And it's only one partner when sparring, you're sparring fucking fresh guys and you got one guy in front of you. Yeah. I get more, I get nervous for like my last set of three rounds. Like you're just like, damn, like that third round. I know Yeah. it's going to be tough. And who are they going to give me? Like, yeah. Damn, they gave me Yachty. That dude's just going to ride me. I know. And you start stressing about it. <laughs> yeah. So. 
I know. And they give me would they fucking throw Ben or someone in their third round. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. So. Yeah, just preparing, it just being prepared too. Yeah, and like I said, once you get in the cage, it's what you do. You feel comfortable, and you just forget about it, and yeah, fucking fight. Okay, do you have any experience? Do you have any experience with strangers from school or dis- distant relatives hitting you up more? The more your popularity grows, uh, not so much strangers, but. You know, people that never really, you never really fucked with or, like, they didn't like you in high school or whatever. But now once you go back. You're the man. Oh, man. That, I always knew you were going to make it. You were the one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what supplements do you take? The thorn supplements. I so, like those too, dude. Yeah, dude. I'm, I'm, like, nervous about, like, taking any other ones. Like. <sighs> I feel bad for Sean, too. He can't even, we can't even go to Nectar Juice Bar because he's scared of those fucking blenders. Yeah. Because still, with that SARM shit, still have no idea where it came from. We still think it could be this one one acai shop we used to go to. So it's like, can't even go somewhere and get a fucking juice because he's worried about Austrian being in it. Yeah. I think I'm a little bit more relaxed now, but even, like, I'll just get him straight from Thorn. That way, there's no if ands, or buts, or yeah. if something happens, or whatever. Even, but, like, with bars and energy drinks, you don't fuck with too many different ones, or what? Uh, I'll fuck with like the Quest bars every once in a while. Energy drinks, no, I stopped. Even uh, pre-workout like stuff, I, I kind of stopped using that. So it's just coffee, just to get things going. Uh, protein, creatine, the daily vitamins, aminos, just simple stuff. Yeah. Okay, um, this one says, what choose Mario to get into MMA? If there was a different career path... He would choose what would it be? What got me into MMA? I think watching Pride. I, that's what got me into it because I, I've seen the UFC. Or I remember watching the UFC, and every time I turned it on, it just seemed like it was just two big guys holding each other against the cage, huh. and I didn't understand at the time. But so I was gay. I was gay. like, oh, change it. Mm-hmm. And then my uncle showed me Pride. Do people are soccer kicking each other in the head? Kneeing each other. Fucking like, Vandalay stomping Dude. people. Exactly. Vandalay. I've seen Vandalay. His highlights. I was like, damn, like this is, I think this is something I would like to do. And uh, I liked boxing before then, though. I wanted to do boxing. So I think if MMA didn't go well or whatever, if I never got into it, I would have pursued boxing for sure. Yeah. Is there any, uh, I mean, have you sparred many pro boxers? Handful at the lab, there was a couple that you probably sparred a little bit. If they were, I I don't remember. Really? I don't, I don't think I have, to be honest. You've never sparred like Cliff or... Maybe on, like, on the outside, yeah. but like nothing, nothing, nothing too crazy. crazy. Yeah. Okay, Elon Musk said this, and I don't know what the fuck this means. Well, I, I kind of do, but I kind of don't. You can help me out, Jay. The woke, he said, he tweeted, the woke mind virus is making Netflix unwatchable. What does it mean to be woke? You know, you know what I mean. Be woke. I think woke means is woke like. I don't know what it means. You're just woke like you're not living in the matrix. How people think, or what? I mean, when you say I'm a woke person, what does that mean? I know sometimes it can be kind of like cringy, almost like you're woke. I don't know. So people would say you're, you're woke. woke. That who? You. It's not a bad thing. 
that means that 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 means I think that you're in enlightened. Or? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like the the lifestyle. I don't know, dude. Well, we don't do what everybody else does, type of thing. Okay, maybe it's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. Is it? Yeah. I don't. Mariah was saying it's a. It's not a good thing to be woke. Mm, I mean, it depends. You know, those people that are like super into it. I think you can get too into. Like, uh, I don't know, this you're super into... This article says, Woke nowadays refers to being aware or well-informed in a political or cultural sense, especially regarding issues surrounding marginalized communities. It describes someone who has woke to issues of social injustice. Yeah, woke, I, I think it's just like someone who just doesn't do, I mean, what the majority of people do. Like, oh, okay. That's how I think. I mean, people that meditate, fucking. But is it the woke people that get really offended easy? I don't know. Probably. They probably yeah. do. They're like, what? Or you call like, them a like, boy? You know how vegans are. How mm-hmm. like they get mad. Like well, anybody that's like extre- like an extremist. How we always talk about. Mm-hmm. Like I think those people are the more offended people. Like why don't you do it this way? Why don't you like try to push their beliefs mm-hmm. down people's throats instead of just going about their day? Who gives a fuck? Yeah. Uh, you sent me a, a Instagram the other day, Jay, that said Bobby Green. Oh yeah, I guess he was on the Joe Rogan. He says Sean O'Malley could be attacked because of his six nine tattoo. Was he saying he would attack him? It sounded like he would, but I wonder because remember Sean would always say that Bobby doesn't like him. I wonder if it was, if it was because of that or was was that before and now he found a reason to not like him more. Well, I'm sure Bobby gets jealous. Yeah. <laughs> For sure, dude. I mean, look, like gets jealous of the fucking clout he's got. But he said he's, I think, did he say it's going to be on site when he sees Sean or something? It's like, dude. That's how he made it seem. He's like, oh, if I see him type of thing, I'm going to just like tell him something. Oh, he's going to say something or he's going <laughs> to. I don't know if he's going to try to fight him or. Well, he's going to fight like, two of us. If, if you're going to say something, you're coming with intention to. Yeah. But it's very like high school. It almost sounds fucking. I don't know. I wonder what Joe no. Rogan said about that because he uh, he was on the Joe Rogan when he said that. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, but he's he comes from a different different background. So yeah. who's who's us? Is he woke or judge? No? He's probably just woke. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So what you got going on this weekend? Anything good, Mario? No, nah, I probably just watched those fights. I'm assuming so. I uh, yeah, I turn 32 next Monday. So oh snap! Oh damn! So. Just, just uh, Miles Johns just got tested positive for oh Adderall. Yeah, someone told me that yesterday. Well, they told me they're like he tested positive, and I was like, he's pretty jacked. I'm like, damn, like yeah. But it was uh, Adderall. I guess Adderall. <laughs> so you probably can't fight with Adderall. He, I think he was suspended for a couple of months, right? Six months. Six. Just so he must have fought with it. I could see how that'd be a performance enhancer. I could see how that should be illegal. I mean, you're sharp with that shit, dude. You I'm ever done sharp. that shit? Yeah. Adderall? No. I mean, you're like, oh, this is sweet. I could see how people would want to fight on that. You just feel alert. Oh, that's what it, it just, you're just opens like, up your mind. Yeah, you're just alert and just sharp. You feel like you can, you're just there. Does you're, it say like in competition or out of competition? It had to be in competition. Out of competition, it can't be illegal because, I mean, it's prescribed, right? I don't think it's illegal. UFC bantamweight Miles Johns is suspended by six months, commission following his failed drug test ahead of his most recent fight in February. He tested positive for Adderall, commonly used to treat attention deficit hyperactivity, and it's 
banned at all times for athletes unless a therapeutic use exemption is filed and accepted. Oh, John's never disclosed his use of Adderall in the pre-fight forms. Uh Oh, I wonder why he was trying to hide it. That's where he's fucked. He probably was just like, "Ah, I get it from a buddy. I don't really want to fucking deal with it. Who knows? Which sucks, though, because now he's got to pay a fine of 3500 and 15% of his purse, which is 23 racks. So that sucks. I think if you get six months, like, it means, like, you were cooperative and you were, you know, truthful with what, oh. like, how it went down and everything. Because I think if you try to lie about it or, or whatever, they, I think it turns into more of, like, a two-year suspension or a year suspension. Mm-hmm. So. So when you started making some decent bread, when you got your first uh, bonus, what kind, did you buy anything nice? Did, what, did you treat yourself? Well, I bought that truck, so that was it. And luckily, I saved my money, dude, because uh, the pandemic happened. Then a couple months later, I tore my uh, my pec, so I was sitting out for a while. So luckily, I had those uh, bonuses in my in my bank account. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I, I don't know what I would have done. Because is Ashley, she working? Yeah, she works for uh, Alaska Federal. She's a, a loan officer, so. She doesn't mind that job, or? No, I mean, they, well, during the pandemic, they moved them. Uh, so she's working at the house. So that's, like, the only thing that she doesn't like now. Because mm-hmm. she's just sitting back there in an the office, just small room. Can she get on her phone and shit? Or? Oh, yeah. 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 And, but it's hard, because she'll talk to, like, actual customers and Addie's there. She'll go knock on the door. and So it, it gets a little tough sometimes. But Yeah. It sucks our boy uh, Bulldog's moving. Dude. I can't me. believe he's moving. Dude, he, and he didn't even tell me. I had to find out through through the gym like that he was yeah. moving. I was like, why didn't you tell me? No, I thought you knew. <sighs> Dude. God, dog. Yeah. I wonder if he's going to go up there and be like, fuck, I miss Phoenix. Oh, I'm I'm sure. I mean, God, it'd be hard to get away, to the, get away from the big city. But he likes it up there, so. Yeah, he's gonna set up his little wing shop mm-hmm. there and everything. That's what he wants to do. So, yeah, I got the uh, my new mats and the cage coming tomorrow, and then we need a fucking forklift. So I had to rent a forklift. I mean, this gym's been way more expensive than I thought it was gonna be. I thought it was gonna be cheap move over, but I'm like, fuck. Yeah. But luckily, I got Monster Energy helping sponsor, get shit and and help out. So nice. yeah, it's been it's been fun. Well, I'm sure you're gonna make your money back pretty quick. So yeah. Yeah, and we got Car Courtney helping with the MMA program too, so it's it's been fun. Yeah. What do you guys think of uh, Marlon retiring? I'm glad he didn't, dude. I hate to see him get just beat up. Either he doesn't have the cardio, or he fought his last fight was uh, Song Yudong, and that was a pretty bad knockout. I mean, fuck, dude. So, yeah, I would. Because what was his? What let's let's see his thing real quick. Well, how many loss streak was he on? Was he like two? He was on four fights? four fight win streaking in all KOs, or four fight losing streak all KOs. I mean, fighting the toughest motherfuckers. Yeah, but still, I mean, you get KO'd four times in a row. You got to talk to your family and just be like, okay, who who? What's more important here? My ego that I get a win and I stay in the UFC and I prove, or the people that I love, my family, my kids, the people that love me. What's more important? Like you got to weigh those. Yeah, I told Ashley like. If I'm at the end of my career and I'm, like, getting knocked out, like, four in a row or whatever, like, just, just straight up tell me, like, be honest with me. And I think I'll be honest with myself, too, but, like, you know, sometimes you need to hear it from other people. Like, hey. Yeah. 
Yeah, especially fighting too. I mean, you commit your whole fucking life to it. And some people that, I mean, that's literally all they know is just fight and get paid, fight and get paid, fight and get paid. They don't know how to live another way. Exactly. Or no other means of like income or so. Yeah. So you see why, but all right, I got to do a bunch of shit today. Um, what do you got today? Sparring? Sparring at fucking three. Your hands been holding up? Oh yeah. You got strong hands, huh? Yeah, they haven't been too bad. So, what kind of gloves do you use? Those Everlasts. You like those? Yeah, I get like. They're, in my mind, I'm like, if they're expensive, they should be able to like hold up, fucking hold up, yeah, yeah. or like so protect my hands. What what were those ones like? One sixty. I think like yeah, one forty. Yeah. Something like that. But I've had like. Like cheap Venom gloves, and I could feel my knuckles like through the glove. With those ones, I don't feel anything. It's yeah. pretty solid. So, yeah, those good winning gloves I bought. I mean, they were so expensive, but it was just so worth it. I was trying to get the winning gloves, but there's like none available, and there's only like ten ounce or twelve ounces, oh. and even then, it'll still take like six months to get to you. Fucking rolling in a big glove sparring with your twelves. Yeah, what's up? Babe? Just lighting them up. Oh, I'm feeling good today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. Uh, yeah. Give Mario a follow. Uh, follow his career. Watch him fuck people up and keep climbing the ladder. Oh, yeah. uh, and then check out Cushy. K-U-S-H-Y. CushyDreams.com. Red Hawk. Uh, 25% off. Get a little smoke smoke going. Okay, guys. Uh, we'll see you next week. Uh, like and subscribe. It helps out. We're almost to 13,000 followers. And uh, we're enjoying it. So, peace out, boys. Peter, going to shuffle in. I'm going to throw it two, one, and I'm going to call it to the top.